Welcome, my name is Autumn. I'm here today with my twin sister, Lorene. Together we are breathing him. We also have our friend Annika with us and we want to talk a little bit together about breakthrough. Annika has been the breathing him intern for about 10 weeks and she has gotten a front row seat to some of the breakthrough that Autumn and I have been in desperate need of with communication and some of our partnership stuff. We are a testimony to the fact that our individual lives as women matter, that they matter to the Lord, and that breakthrough with the Lord Jesus Christ is possible for God's glory and for our own personal wellness. We all need breakthrough, whether we recognize it or not. It's the fact of being human. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if you who are listening can think of an area or two you need breakthrough a place where you have felt helpless or hopeless? Is there Mm -hmm. an area that sets itself up against knowledge of Christ that you need breakthrough in? Yeah, I am aware of all of the personality tests that have run around psychological circles over the years and in churches where people say, I was just born this way or this is how I am made. This is who I am. There's a lot of talk about how our lineage or genetics or DNA or family of origin or trauma has defined us. How often are we letting labels and the world define what is possible for us rather than the lens of the Lord Jesus Christ and the reality that his salvation leads to breakthrough. We're commanded in the Bible to walk by the Spirit and to be manifesting these things of the Spirit, like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And if we are commanded to be manifesting these things, we can be assured that there can be breakthrough in areas that are falling short. For sure. How often are we living in light of the breakthroughs that are possible for us as human beings rather than in the breakthrough that is greater that leads to abundant life in a way that we experience a reality with Christ that is beyond the grave? When we look to the gospel too, I think of Philippians where it says that Jesus humbled himself to the point of death, death on a cross. And it says Jesus didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped. It says to consider others better than yourself. The gospel definitely is an upside down message. We have to give up our rights and entitlements and trust and obey for the breakthrough. Even from a really rational mental health perspective, I think that's what can get confusing sometimes is there are these boundaries in marriage or in relationship or work. There are boundaries that make sense and only through Jesus can we love and serve and humble ourselves to the point of death and also maintain our identity in Christ in a way that allows us to have true breakthrough. It really is counterintuitive, but it's what the scriptures teach us. Breakthrough requires a death. Breakthrough requires even suffering. All of us have to enter through that. Even though Jesus ultimately victored completely over sin and death, All of us need to enter into participation with that with him. There are a lot of scriptures that talk about that, participating in the suffering of Christ. And when we enter into that and we surrender ourselves to Christ, then we can experience a breakthrough that is beyond what human beings are capable of. We can break through into supernatural love and joy and peace. Supernatural provision that is greater than what things look like here. So in a real practical measure, how do you do that? What does that look like? It comes down to the simplicity, very, very difficult simplicity of trust and obedience and submission and surrender to the Holy Spirit's guidance and leading beyond rational sense or comprehension 
Oswald Chambers talks about erring on the side of obedience. It is throwing all caution to the wind in obedience of Christ and letting him work out the nuts and bolts of what that looks like. I think about Jesus when he was before Pilate, not defending himself. There were other times when he did speak, but knowing when and how to speak or act only comes through listening to the Spirit. And we're going to mess it up constantly. And then we get to come back to the cross and confess and work at that abiding in Christ. And I suppose that in a world that's pretty noisy, we have a lot of voices right now because of social media and the internet, television, radio. So it's beyond our friends and neighbors, beyond those that we choose to surround ourselves with physically. And we are surrounded with voices. So to add to what Lorraine is saying about practical obedience and listening to the Holy Spirit, that sounds a little bit hard to grab onto. And Satan would love to keep all of us from knowing that we can personally hear God's voice. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, they know me and they follow me. Satan would love to keep surrender or hearing God inattainable. The Lord Jesus Christ says, follow me just as you are, and I will lead you to breakthrough. Essentially, I am going to give you and show you the more. It is easy to make a lot of excuses, to listen to a lot of other voices, and to settle for the human instead of following the Lord Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, when we look to Jesus, he broke through. He conquered sin and death. He obtained the victory. So because we are human, it is very easy to define our breakthrough by our behavior rather than defining it by the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's where it can get tricky because we look in in recovery or in relationship and we see our failures, we see our shortcomings, and we can define our breakthrough by that rather than by the cross of Christ. And that is one of the challenges because Jesus Christ has done it all. How do we keep coming back to receive that truth, to walk in the confession and the love of the Lord Jesus Christ so that we can continue to walk in that truth of breakthrough in increasing measure. Mm-hmm. It certainly takes keeping our eyes on Christ. That's another thing that sounds, oh, just spiritual, but literally putting our eyes back again and again to the lens of the gospel, to the reality of the cross, to the hope of heaven. Instead of looking at our fears, our failures, our expectations, our effectiveness, if we are looking at Christ, then we can know and have a confidence of the breakthrough, even if we are suffering at the hands of sin, at the hands of others, at the hands of a world that is completely counter to God's ways. We know this because Jesus came and modeled this here. He came and he faced what appeared to be the biggest failure And that was his greatest moment of breakthrough and victory. So, Annika, I'd like to hear a little bit about what you think about breakthrough and about some of your experience, if you're willing to share that with us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I could say I experienced a big breakthrough uh, about 14 months ago, uh, deciding to get sober. Went into inpatient treatment, and there I felt the Spirit guide me into going into a long-term treatment facility. And that was a major breakthrough because I thought I could just go back to my old ways. And looking back on it now, that was, I mean, a big breakthrough and it really taught me a lot. And having a breakthrough is also a grieving process as well. You know, you're grieving the past, knowing that you're going to become a better person, but it's still a loss. You're still losing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I can, I can look back and just see how much I've grown and, you know, had a breakthrough spiritually, emotionally, physically, and where I am now. 
Thank you. And I love what you just said about the grieving. And it makes me think back to even what Autumn said a minute ago about what looks like the biggest failure. So many people were grieving through that loss of the identity, even that they thought Christ, they had one identity of Christ in their mind, and it seems totally contrary. So do you have any more thoughts about that? About the grieving, losing your identity? I think you have to lose it in order to have a breakthrough and to become mm. something else, you know, be, to grow. That's how you grow. Grieving is growing and you know, you know what you don't want, even though it's still, you know, a, a hurtful process, you know, to go through it. You know, you're changing, but you know you're changing for the better and having that spiritual, physical breakthrough. I love that. That's so interesting thinking about how many people want breakthrough and they fight for it and they fight for it and they fight for it here in the physical realm and they don't break through. And I would venture to say that they're not acknowledging the fact that for a breakthrough, there's a loss, there's a death. And I think you just have to be able to trust the spirit and trust the process and go forward with it. It's going to be uncomfortable. I've been through a lot of uncomfortable things, but knowing that and just knowing that God is with me, it strengthens me and I'm a better person today because of it. Mm -hmm. So it gets uncomfortable, but it's something that you have to do in order to break through and not try and fight it. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder how many of you listening are comfortable with discomfort. I don't feel like I have been very good at being uncomfortable. I'm learning that, and I am also walking in more breakthrough. I said at the beginning, Autumn and Annika and I have had some real breakthroughs together, and Autumn and I are even learning, and Annika's witnessed it, The discomfort of conflict, the discomfort of disagreement, the discomfort of sharing uncomfortable feelings. There's been a lot of discomfort for Autumn and me this year. I think it can be really easy to not even recognize sometimes when we are masking our discomfort. One of the things with Autumn that I have realized is I mask my discomfort by caretaking her emotions. It's been fascinating as I'm getting more and more in tune with why I might respond to someone in a certain way. It's often a masking behavior because I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Are we confident enough in the salvation of Christ to sit in the reality of our own discomfort, pain, or suffering, or sin? Are we confident enough in the salvation of Christ to be able to sit presently in the face of someone else's discomfort, suffering, pain, or sin? I'm even thinking to Christ on the cross and how uncomfortable he was, even in the garden when he was praying and begging God for another way, sweating drops of blood, how uncomfortable he was. And he stuck through it and achieved the ultimate breakthrough. Yeah, we're told because of that work, we too can do that. We can die to our sin, self-suffering, discomfort, and experience supernatural, abundant life and breakthrough. It sounds a little spiritual, maybe, to say that the highest call is to love God and love others as ourselves. But that's the first and greatest commandment. And so if there's something that is preventing us, whatever it is that is removing us from the present ability to receive the love of God and to love others, that's something that we can look at and be curious about before the Lord so that we can more effectively love him and love others. It doesn't really matter what it is. We need breakthroughs to the Lord Jesus Christ to love well. This is a fact for every human being. If you are sitting at home in anything other than an abundant life that is pouring out, flowing out to the glory of God, then there's room for breakthrough. And not abundance defined by the external realm. We're not talking about the blessing of external abundance. 
but the internal abundance of that peace and joy and love that can be ours in Christ. Yeah, ministered to by Christ. And I want to make sure that I allow the Lord Jesus Christ life entering in as a human being, his death entering in as a human being who cried out, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then as a risen savior unto just radiance beyond what we can imagine. I want him to define breakthrough, not what it looks as if I'm capable of or anybody else says I could be, should be doing. I want to allow the Lord Jesus Christ to define my identity and my life and my purpose and my passion because I think to do anything less is selling out. I want to speak briefly to the verse. You say, I'm rich, I've prospered, I have everything. Don't you recognize that you're poor and wretched and pitiable and blind? It is not defined by what things appear to be here. So just pause for a moment to consider where the Lord has more for you, a breakthrough for you. As always, Autumn and I would love to encourage you to pause to invite the spirit, the knowledge of the Lord God Most High through the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to to reveal it to you because we are not meant to figure stuff out on our own. He's the one that holds all the knowledge. So be encouraged today that the Lord Jesus Christ has breakthrough for you. If you're a follower of Jesus, he has breakthrough for you. And as we're approaching Easter Sunday, let's ask the Holy Spirit, where would he desire breakthrough? Christ came and modeled breakthrough and invites us to participate in it. Thanks for being on here today with us, Annika, and for being such a part of Autumn's and my journey and breakthrough. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. You're such a trooper. Thank you for the opportunity. (laughs) So (laughs) it's a delight to be a part of the body of Christ, and it matters. We're excited about it. We welcome hearing from any of you about breakthroughs that you've had. Furthermore, if you ever have a question or would like to hear more, we would love the opportunity to answer that. Someone gave us some feedback last week and we really appreciated it. And we hope that you all have a great week. Go in the peace and blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ.